Well, folks, one week later than expected, we are back here for the historical Oracle last week. The Great Oracle of Wrestling planned a, a double shot. Um, there was much excitement. I, I ruined said double shot. Cost you booking money, brother. Cost yeah. you booking money. No need to apologize. No need to apologize for such things. Um, it's always possible I could have destroyed the platform. <laughs> And a double shot. Maybe, 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 maybe we'll get to that at some point. Um, yeah. But you know, maybe, maybe in some ways it was we uh, we saved the late night grin from from that disastrous maybe. three hours or so. The thing I think I've, I'm the one that's come closest to actual destruction with the Adam Cole the, the Adam Cole night where you tried to you tried to save me that night. Remember? Mm. Oh yeah. Quite the beach yeah. break in Cleveland. You know, it is what it is. Um, anyway. <laughs> We are here, March 1996, um, Oracle. We've, you know, we've done some small talk here, but just, you know, for the sake of politeness, as a, being a Brit, uh, how are you this evening? I am well. Uh, yeah. I have just uh, finished my teriyaki chicken dinner. <laughs> yes, you have. Joe uh, enjoyed watching me eat. Factual. Sure. Yes, um, so. I had a biscuit, also known as a cookie in the United States. Uh <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, I have the NBA playoffs on in the background. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's the first half, so there shouldn't be any uh, yeah dramatic reactions. Although that was quite the addition to the show last night. Oh, we're gonna get there, I assume, right? Probably by the end of this, we'll be yeah getting more play by play. Yeah, yeah, could be, could be, you know, could be, could be calling John Morant hitting a buzzer beater or something. You know, you know, yeah. you never know. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to give some love. He may not. I think it was Justin. Justin, if you hear this late, pop, I hope this pops you. He just commented on episode seventeen of the Late Night Grin, and I had like a panic attack at the idea of people watching old episodes of the Late Night Grin. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, that's a bad idea." <laughs> you know, that came to mind. Chat. I hope you're well here on this this Thursday evening. I hope you're enjoying Impact Wrestling, which just kicked off famously. Hmm. Um, the Red Hot Wrestling Program of the Week. We have a lot to talk about, Oracle. So so let's get to it. It is March 1996. In many ways, this is kind of, you could argue this is like the biggest month we've done because it's Mania Month. Mania is always, it's mm-hmm. mega, right? So last time out, I believe, yes, ECW and WCW split the, the kind of wins if they were two each. But this is WWF's month, in theory, uh, set the stage best you can. Obviously, you and I know that the results don't quite pan out the way I just alluded to. But set the stage sure. best you can for where we're at here in March 1996. Um, so you know we're 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 in full on mania build. Uh, WrestleMania is on March 31st, 96, so the final day of March. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole month is full on mania build. It's actually good. It's actually really solid. There, you know, there are some good episodes of Raw. There, it's just yeah. ECW had some had some really good stuff. Right. Um, Nitro actually had a couple of good episodes here. In a couple of not so good episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nitro really has a rough spring. Uh, I'm I'm almost through April, and and we'll and we'll get to that in a few weeks. But there's yeah. spring in WCW rough. Um, the spring before the great storm is 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 not something that's mm-hmm. uh, highlighted very much. Yeah. Um, probably because people want to forget about it. <laughs> um, but WCW, of course, is building to the very famous or infamous would probably be the more apt mm. description. Uh, alliance to end Hulkamania versus Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and the 
dreaded doomsday cage match that for some reason is right there in the middle of the entrance, right there at the entrance. Um, yes. The uh, the ECW, you know, now I sound like Bret Hart. Um, the ECW <laughs> uh, has has uh, has the big uh, big ass extreme bash event, which is a mm-hmm. weekend event that takes place over two nights. First show in the Lost Battalion Hall in Queens, New York. Second show at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Weekend of March 8th and March 9th. Um, which saw the uh, final uh, matches of Cactus Jack and ECW. Yes. Before he uh, goes on to his uh, money-making run in the World Wrestling Federation. Mm-hmm. Um, his, uh, his, his bread-winning run. Um. Lots, 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 lots to talk about. Yes. Uh, probably in some ways, other than maybe the opening month and, and I don't know, this might be number one so far. Mm. Kind of feels that way looking yeah. at the, looking at the notes. Um, okay. Well, let's get started. You, you kind of alluded to it there. ECW dominant again, another clean sweep here. They've, they've got a couple of leads right in this process in terms of winning mm-hmm. the weeks. They did so again here. You mentioned the the big ass extreme blast, mm-hmm. which is saying you should not Google. Um, Cactus Jack feels like the central story here. His departure, his kind of farewell, so on and so forth. Oracle layout. Cactus, uh, he's his final days here in ECW. I know that he closes out the month with like a promo, right? Was was your best mm-hmm. promo with mm-hmm. farewell? Um, talk Cactus here as he wraps up his, his ECW run. Yeah, uh, he he had an all time great run in ECW. I think he's probably, I think he probably had a top five run in ECW. Yeah, um, just because his character work was so strong, and he does have some good matches. He had a really good weekend in the ring here. Um, he uh, he worked Jericho in Queens. Had a really good match. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was Jericho's first full match we actually could see in this project. Yes. Jericho looked good, but you know Mick kind of carried it through and, and it was it was a really really good match Jericho wins this match uh Foley and and, and Mikey Webrack have a great match like a legitimately great match in Foley's last match in ECW um lots of big nasty bumps violent Mikey Webrack wrestles with like a neck brace on draft the match and Foley takes it off and works him over and typical like crazy cactus bumps and Mikey yeah. takes big bumps and has a good finish, um, and of course leads to the post match with a farewell, which is just amazing. Really, really heartwarming stuff, fun stuff. Um, you know, Foley comes in with you know booze throughout the weekend at first, and then comes in and get, gives a nice speech at the end, and and uh, gives his uh, there's a there's a you know ECW has a bunch of famous fans, and there's a there's a famous handicap fan that mm-hmm. Mick would drive. To, you know, to shows yes. with, and Mick comes in and hugs him, and he's crying. You know, and Mick, you know, so it's you know typical Foley stuff. It kind of shows how 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 big of a heart he has. Yeah. And um, of course, you know that that got a great standing ovation and um, great moment where he says, "I, I want to call out two guys," and 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 and, and, he, and the fans think he's alluding to Todd Gordon and Paul Heyman, and it ends up being Stevie and Blue Meanie that he comes out and they come out and dance to New York, New York. Yeah. And uh, leave the building to New York, New York, which is it's not, it's obviously New York, New York is edited out on the network, but it's on YouTube or Daily Motion somewhere, and it's it's outstanding. Um, 
probably the best, prob- maybe my favorite send off uh, in ECW ever. Just, just, just great stuff. And to to elaborate, that that's an honor too in, in ECW mm-hmm. terms, right? Like that's a real yeah. thing. That's that's a, that's right. a high praise. Um, yes. Okay. Now you mentioned Chris Jericho. This this was another thing. Like, so I thought it would be a natural fit to kind of jump this way here. Um, Chris Jericho, his first matches here that you get a look at national TV audience gets a look at. Uh, speak to how Chris is getting on here. He's, you know, early days in in ECW. We know what's ahead. How is he here and kind of entry level for ECW? Uh, he's fine. Of course, he has a famous match with RVD that they actually put on a DVD where Heyman was like, I don't know where the footage is. We, 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 you know, the tape is messed up, but the match was actually bad, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine Heyman, like, bullshitting Jericho, not not being able to have the guts to tell him his match sucked, and was like, oh, the, tape, the tape, you know, got messed up. <laughs> you know, Taz was moving the tapes, and it got messed up. That is awesome. Okay, that rules. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in like his first book, I think Jericho's, but um, that rules. But uh, which I've actually never read, but I've read the I've heard the story enough times. Mm-hmm. But um, you know Jericho's fine here. He's you know he's just kind of he's still getting his feet under him. He's white yeah. meat and kind of plain as can be, Lionheart stuff. You know, um, he Jericho doesn't really become the Jericho that we all think of until '98. Yeah. Because, you know, what you just described is exactly what he is in WCW initially, right? right. He's just white meat babyface. Great theme music, though. Yes. Which is now, like, on the network, doesn't he have, like, a really shitty version of his WWF theme instead? Well, they, like, he's, it? he's got that, but, but see, his first theme when he was just a white meat babyface in WCW, it was... That one was good, and they still and they still keep that one. But the one that had the... What was it? It was... Pearl Jam, right? It was it was like the, the thing that sounded like yes. Pearl Jam, right? So that the original is the, still there. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure the first the first one where he was just white meat, baby face, mm-hmm. is still there. Or at least it was from memory. I, I, I hope it is. If I go on there and I have to listen to like <laughs> dubbed in shitty rock, like, I was like <laughs> lame break the balls down, yeah. edit that they, that they didn't ever use. Okay. Okay, this is on his way out. So are uh, Ray and Hoovy. This is their swan song today. Have a two out of three falls match. This was your match of the month, right? They have on, on this show. Um, speak to their departure. Speak to this match, which was your favorite for ECW of the month, so on and so forth. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. They just, you know, I, I think this is a better series than the Psychosis series from the fall of 95. Um, Ray and Hoovy just go out there and do crazy stuff, and, and they pace it a little bit better. And it's a very famous match, the one they show, the ECW arena, where they go and, and brawl out on a car, and Ray takes like a. Yes. Run yeah. off the car or whatever. Who does one or the other? Uh, just, just, just a blast. Uh, super, super good match. Um, good way to send those guys off as as they're both just about uh, ready to finish up a little. I think they go back to AAA for a little bit, like mm. a month or so. And I know they both work. Like I think Ray works the World Peace Festival on June first, and then uh, of course he debuts at the Great American Bash against Malenko and. Rest is history. Up at the end of the summer, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's you know that's a cliche, but I think in Ray's case, it's fair, right? Rest is history. I mean, yeah. you could argue that before that in the timeline, but definitely that point. Um, yeah, this is gonna be fun to talk about. Okay, 
Those guys are going, but New Jack is back, which is always a scene, Oracle. What's oh. New Jack up to? He's back in the territory. He's us for it. Um, if you want to get a laugh and have your jaw drop to the floor, um, just go to the unedited full show versions, the TVMA versions, you know, where they get like the, yeah. if you need to put parental lock on, blah, 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 before these big ECW shows so you can hear New Jack's promo unedited. You know, if you, if, if, if you want that treat, go ahead. Um, uh, fair warning, it's, some may find it offensive. Mm. Um, yeah. New Jack was his own unique promo. Um, it's a very polite way of putting it. I respect that. Yeah, that's, uh, he was unique, indeed. Uh, yes, he came back and uh, you know challenged the uh, the headhunters. Yeah, and uh, lots of lots of random brawling going on. Um, you know that dubbed in song. For, for 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 them is actually not that bad. The gangsters, um, it's, it, it's I'll a hardcore it, it, thing it, in the ghetto. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse, but obviously yeah, it's it hard been, to you know. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it's hard to recreate. Yeah, it's difficult. I, I mean, when you're dealing with something that you're going to hear as much as you're going to hear the dub because they played it throughout all New Jack's matches right. and stuff, it's difficult. Right. But because yeah, I saw. I told you I did like the TNN stuff, right? So I heard it a lot. I was like, it's not. It could have been way worse, right? So New, New Jack fine. explaining why he was in, you know, jail in Atlanta. Well, you know, I put the guy in the trunk of my car and I forgot he was in there. And I'm like, <laughs> well, great. Good oh, job, nice. Jerome. You know, it's quite the character, fair yeah. to say. Um, Shane Douglas is in the thick of things. He has a lot going on here. This start with his continued manipulation of, of Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman. This has been an angle you kind of explained in the last couple of months. Um, where are we at with it now? The the kind of the update for March. Go ahead. Uh, I just blank because I'm watching this game. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Shane Douglas and his continued okay, manipulation yeah, yeah. of okay, Dreamer and so, Sandman. Um, basically, He's set. He's he's got like this pack with with Dreamer and Sandman because he's trying to get the world title back from Raven. Raven's a champ, and Shane Douglas has set up this pact. Dreamer will, will where he will protect Beulah and the baby. Dreamer will help him get a title shot, and he'll, you know, help Sandman out, or or rather, Sandman will help help Shane Douglas get it win the title, and he'll be the first challenger. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of the pack you made with the Sandman. So there's kind of a, and of course, ultimately you can obviously tell and, and they, and they, you know, they show the hand Douglas yeah. is basically playing both of them. So, um, yeah. he's, he's still technically a baby face, but this, this won't, this won't last long. How do you feel about angles like that? Where you have a character, the audience can see for it, but the characters on screen can't, do you think, it's a case by case, and in a situation like this with it Dreamer depends and Sandman, on who it it is. I thought yeah. it was pretty well executed here. Good, because um, I think it's actually, uh, even though I'm not a biggest, you know, Shane's biggest fan. I know you aren't either. Yeah, I think it kind of works here for him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it works. Um, you know, some other guys it doesn't, but um, I could see like. You know Kevin Owens doing this, although yes. I, I think I think he plays the sincerity better than 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 Shane does. And it all, it depends who's being played too, right? Right, like right. These exactly. two characters, 
you can buy that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's case by case. It's interesting. Um, elsewhere, though, he's he won best angle here. He shared it with, with Pillman. They had their confrontation. He said this, this feud's really heating up in the, in the notes, it said. So, Shane Douglas in the thick of things. Update us on, on the, the program with Pillman, the loose cannon clash, so to speak. Pillman is amazing here right before the yeah. right before the car crash. Yeah. Like he comes out in like these like bizarre outfits and like carrying this like cane and like he looks like he's you know done a line of something on aluminum foil outside of the <laughs> he's just you know he's wandering around with like football players from the Eagles and his lawyers and he's confronting Shane Douglas in the crowd and you know there's one one angle where he takes his sister or cousin and his and her, and her kid and holds them in front of him so Shane can't punch him and he gets it's just all, it's just amazing like he he looks like a total star here it's the biggest he's ever looked as a star in my opinion um, what a, what an never I mean it's it's not something to dwell on in this series but what a what if you know I it's know. just because it's never the same I mean he's right. it's it it's terrible it it's terrible to think about but he's he's I like the awesome end stuff of, in ninety six and ninety seven when he comes back yeah. oh yeah it's just different um, it's like it's, in it's, ring it's, it's just different you know. yeah when does Pill you can tell away? he's in pain walking on an ankle too end of December ninety seven does he pass away when does when does uh, beginning of October ninety seven. Wow. Yeah, but course, because Stampede's summer, I thought it was the fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's wild to think that here he feels hotter than ever and like less than two years he's gone. It's just it's tragic. It's such a shame. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just brutal, man. It's, but this stuff is kind of famed, right? I think yes. what's interesting is so many wrestlers have tried to replicate the vibe he had here. Like so right. many. It's, it's, you can never do it. It's just a sweet spot in time. It's too hard. It's yeah. too hard. Like... Yeah. You know, there there are elements that the really good ones can pull off well from this stuff, but yeah. this is this was something else. And it was a moment in time too, mm-hmm. right? Where the audience yeah. you had a smart audience, but it wasn't completely blown open. It's just right a moment in time for sure. Okay. Elsewhere, uh Taz he's he's working more competitive matches. He chokes out Bam Bam. Also, that was a program you, you explained this out for that program's kind of a weird term for but you know. They went head to head and stuff. The the, and, the, yeah. the actual program doesn't really happen until exactly you know at ninety eight, but it was just sort of confrontations and such. But, right, but right. updates on Taz, we're more compared matches, and then so, bam, bam, peace. Good. Taz broke his neck in the summer ninety five. Mm-hmm. It's obvious. Eight or nine months have passed by, and it's like, okay, my neck's feeling better now. I can take bumps, and that's what's yeah. going on here. You know, and at the same time, there's a progression of getting more competitive because you know people are giving him more of a harder time or whatever. That's also, but I think a big part of it is just that he probably feels better physically. Yeah. So he can go in there and get suplexed on his head too, which happens a few <laughs> times in these matches. He has some good matches here. Um, can't watch match. I think I think the Mikey match might happen here, which is good. Um, yeah. so. He worked Mikey on one of these shows. I think the first one. Mm-hmm. I think he yeah. worked him. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you at on Taz as a as an in ring performer? I think he's fun depending on who he works. Yeah. Um, I think he's good at short matches. I don't I think if he goes too long, 
starts to become a problem. Would you say his reputation in ring has 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 outweighed his actual body of work at this point? Oh yeah, because he's kind of framed in history as like an awesome in ring guy, which is really interesting, right? Like he was never good. He was never great in the ring. No, I don't think like, he was really good in the ring. I mean, he was he was fun. To be clear, like he, neither of us. Taz was the whole right? package: the character, the promo, yeah, like exactly, yeah. Neither of us care. He rules, but like it's right. really interesting that when people talk ECW, they like mm-hmm. they put like a Sandman or a Sabu in this box, and they're like, but then Taz, he had them suplexes. He was this great wrestler. Sandman and like, Sabu whatever. have a way better. You see what I'm saying? It's it's just, and I, I think part of it is his job is a good worker. I'm coming, but he says. There you go. And, Everybody and, thinks Sabu's a good worker, but and you know, I think flaws, but I think the way that Taz was so cerebral and technical and as a, as an announcer, I think that's part of it too. I think people kind mm-hmm. of convince themselves. It's just interesting. Anyway, ECW won every week of this. Uh, is it fair to say that this was one hell of a month for them? Right, they had a lot of competition with Mania, and they took every week. So, they you know, did. overall for ECW March of '96. Oh yeah, just a, just a great great month. Uh, Big ass extreme bash was great. Um, <clears throat> you know they they keep they keep chugging along. April's April's a big month. Like I said, I'm almost finished with that. Lots of lots yeah. of happen there. A few weeks, you know, we'll uh, we'll touch on that. But '96 all time great year for ECW. Maybe the best year. Mm-hmm. Many have argued. You know, '95 '96 are usually the ones that people kind of juggle. Um, but. Yeah, this 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 company's hot. Yes. Meanwhile, in Gotham City, over at World Championship Wrestling, our friend Eric Bischoff is battling away. He's he's swinging for the fences. He's coming up with a lot of air. Uncensored 1996 is the focus. Oracle, we have teased it. The people have waited long enough. Let's talk Doomsday Cage. Let's start at the top. Mm. We'll, we'll work our way down from there. And I do not think this is hyperbole. Truly one of the most insane wrestling matches ever concocted, ever planned, ever plotted. Um, there are many, many men involved in this. There are two baby faces fighting an army. There are many cages. The top, the best two workers in the match are inexplicably in the very top cage and are only in the match for a couple of minutes. <laughs> it is a scene to, to see. Oracle, explain this best you can. The Doomsday Cage. This is going to take some time, but the floor is yours. Okay, so... Let me set the stage a little bit. So there's no sort of, unless I, because, you know, I don't watch the C shows because they're not on the network. Right. Unless there's like a preview of it, you don't know what the cage looks like going in. Neither did the wrestlers, I don't think. <laughs> and so when you open the show, the first thing you look for when they do the pyro is like, where's the cage? And then you go to the entranceway and you're like, they're coming out of this cage here. And so, you know, you know, sort of this like cage tunnel. It's almost yeah. like it's a prison cell or something. Um, which actually kind of looks cool when they come out and it's just in the undercard. Then you start to get a good look at it throughout the show, and you're like, "What is this monstrosity that they, that they've concocted here? You know, <laughs> what, what what type of uh, South Dakota peyote is Eric Bischoff gotten himself into now? Because this is I mean, I I I don't know, I don't know how to even describe it. It's it's like a triple cage, 
with yeah. trap doors and parts we have to crawl underneath to get in, like a like a like a rat trying to escape out of a. It definitely has like the, obstacle course vibes. Yes. And so when we finally get to the main event, the heels all come out and like the commentary is like trying to like WCW's <laughs> famous for it because because it's WCW. Yeah. Even when they brought the sports entertainment element stuff in, it's still WCW. Yeah. So they're like talking about it like it's like this serious thing. Yeah. That was always funny about WCW. Because like, you know, like especially when you know you get to like the twenty fifth month of the NWO and it's like you know, what about Hulk Hogan here? You know, what's all with the Hollywood Hogan? And you're like, okay, <laughs> all right, Dusty, what, what, what's the point here? You know, and like, you know, and and, and, the, and the same goes here for this. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's just amusing to hear him. And then they're like, where's Brian Pillman at? Oh, God and, bless. Uh, <laughs> Pillman's not, he, he must have, he must have refused. He must have refused a uh, uh, spam call here. Sorry. Um, yeah. But, uh, he must have, he must have refused uh, to show up or something or another. And, you know, they, which which I thought was a nice touch that they brought him up. Um, hold on, let me block this number real quick. Um, but um, Millington, New Jersey. Well, my God, I don't know anybody there. Johnny Ace has moved, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. But uh, this this was so Hogan and Savage come out. And they have to go all the way up to the top of the. So the rules of the match are like you have to start from the top of the cage, which was yes. where which was where Flair and Arn are, which is inc- an incredible choice. And then they go down to the middle part of the cage, which is where the faces of Fear and Kevin yeah. Sullivan are. And then they go down to the. And and wait and I think Luger's in there with Sullivan. It's like four on two down there. Yeah, and they have to go down there. And apparently, at the end, you're supposed to get Z Gangsta. Uh, and uh, Z Gangsta is an incredible piece of business. Of course, I'll never forget. <clears throat> May he rest in peace, Cheap Swenson. Indeed. But. When I was a kid, I used to ask my brother Dylan, I said, who's the worst wrestler you've ever seen in the ring? He said, oh, it's got to be Jeeves Swenson. Yeah. The ultimate solution. One name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He um, was Bane, wasn't he? Right? Wasn't he Bane in, in the Batman flick? He might have been Bane, yeah. I think he was. Yeah, in the, he you know, in the been. old, you know, the old, um, the one with... Uh, with Schwarzenegger, I don't know. Chat help. <laughs> Batman knowledge is falling. I think he was apparently, apparently Connor's aunt called me just now. Um, wow. But... Just really loving the show. I had to get a question in like it was radio. <laughs> My world. Um, but so they start this match and immediately, I mean, it doesn't matter because basically his entire CW run is just joking, but Heenan's already just like, this is yeah. dumb, so I'm just going to make jokes the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> do. And by the way, as an aside, Heenan was always funny. He was never not funny. All the way to the end, he was funny. Mm-hmm. Problem with Heenan is he would just, con- when he didn't care, he all he would do is say jokes, so it got annoying. Even th- Even though the jokes were always funny, it was annoying. Needs to be a balance, right? There right. needs to be, yeah. 
but I am sick and tired of Corey Graves trying to fucking be Bobby Heenan. I'm tired of him. Um, yeah. But anyway, he, he started to pull that shit for five or six years ago, and it, it's just been... It's like, no, stop. Um, but uh, Heenan makes one joke where they're Something about somebody brings up a Doberman, the dog, or something, and, and, and put, you put your Doberman, or, or Heenan says something about put your Doberman, put your Doberman in a figure four, and I I laugh for like two minutes. <laughs> you have to have fun with this stuff, right? He's like, because that was Shivani's problem was bless his heart. He he tried to make it seem serious, and it made him a joke. Right. You you either become the joke or you just oh, accept that this like is ninety eight, ninety nine. Oh. the greatest night in the history of our sport. Like, yeah, Tony, come on. He killed Tony. His whole reputation was ruined yeah. because of that, you know. Because you... he's so good through 97. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, especially 96, 97. Gosh, he was good. Um, but uh and they just, you know, they're up there in the cage, Hogan and Hogan and Savage versus Flair and Arn, and it's just they're like it look like they're gonna fall through at the points. Mm. And there's like powder thrown, and at one point, like powder's thrown down at Sullivan, and then into the whole thing is just a total mess. Classic Hogan, by the way. What then a they, piece of then, shit. Always cheats, man. Piece of shit. Then they, get to, then they get to the middle part of the cage, and there's, you know, they're trying to like trap Hogan and Savage on one side because there's a door between the middle part. <laughs> and then they ended up like cutting off the faces of fear from Sullivan and Luger and locking them away from each other and then they somehow for some reason decided they're just going to leave the cage entirely and then they just brawled ringside and just did like typical brawling where pretty much felt like hogan and savage just kind of squashed them for a little while yeah that makes sense and and then uh you know z gangsta and the ultimate solution uh show up and, um, you know, are supposedly this dangerous force, and they get down to the ring part of the bottom part of the cage, and they're in yeah. there brawling and fighting. And Hogan and Savage are in trouble. I mean, they're, you know, they're in big trouble. And, and Booty Man, which is legitimately maybe the worst act in the history of wrestling. Which in this match alone is a statement, let alone in the history of he wrestling. Out and listen, <clears throat> I don't know if you follow Marvel or what. I don't I don't know what they had or, or what, but I mean it was <clears throat> or you know, watch Game of Thrones, but it was like Valerian Steel or, or Vibranium or some shit, man, because let me tell you what, those frying pans, oh they were they were powerful. Factual. I mean, you know, he he gave him Booty Man comes out and gives Hogan Savage. I mean, surely the most powerful frying pans mm-hmm. of all time. You know, surely, surely, surely they aren't the ones that a college freshman would buy off off the rack at Walmart. But you know, <laughs> they were. They, boy, let me tell you what those frying pans. Something else. Um, a couple shots to the head. You know, with you know one you know one shot a piece. You know. You know, yeah. it's not like I would take, you know, like, you know, flimsy frying pan shot when I was 10 years old when I was backyarding or anything. 
but you know, apparently that's super effective. So, you know, yeah, that man. takes everybody out, wipes everybody mm -hmm. out, except for Luger, who avoids somehow avoids the frying pan, crawls under, and in a great commentary moment, Tony Schiavone goes, Well, you know, well, you know, Lex Luger's the only one healthy because he hasn't been hit in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> they hold yeah. Savage, somebody player holds Savage up. Oh no. <laughs> Loaded glove from Luger. <clears throat> they were doing this whole thing. And it's not like they do they totally drop it because they still kind of get back to it. But this is sort of the beginning of the end of the Luger heel turn because they have to just turn him baby yeah. basically from here because of what happens. Indeed. So, because, I mean, as I've gotten through April, he's not even like teasing as a heel anymore. He's just a baby face now. This was the end of it, bro. This was the, the end. This was the end, wasn't it? Yeah, this is the end right here, and this is a shame because the earlier in the show we had the whole "you messing up my here," you know, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. No, this is it. This this wasn't supposed to be it, I don't think. No, but so he yeah. has the loaded glove. Yes, yeah, and does. <laughs> and Savage doesn't duck the first time. No, <laughs> so Luger has to pump. And there's a long, there's a long, there's a long, yeah. there's a long second. And then he finally punches as if to give Savage time to duck. And then he hits Flair. Yes. And, and so he... to sort, in order to try to save face, the commentary is like, well, it seems as if Lex Luger was. Yeah. Oh, not, I forgot the best part. After that happens, Hogan oh, no. takes a couple of punches at people. And you hear Hogan go, to Savage. Come on, brother. Let's get out of here. <laughs> well, Randy forgets to cover Flair for the three. <laughs> they have to so go out back. In, and he has to go back and cover Flair for the three. And the ref's like, you know, we got to get that three in. And then they leave. And then Dusty's like, oh, how come they now? Well, I was like, they survived. And it's like, okay. You know. We and then gonna get like this, Luger this... turn turn face, you know, and now they got yeah. the Luger and they end up doing a Luger Flair TV feud for a little bit, but um Yeah, they was kind of forced Luger to the face. Yeah. Because they had to save face by saying, Well, you know, and it appears as if it was a setup. And then Randy the... Savage was just like, Oh, I forgot to duck, brother. You did a great job explaining it, but like, you guys, if you haven't seen it, you need to seek out the finish at least because it is hilarious. Like, poor Lex is just stuck there, like, waiting. It's terrible. Brother, are we ever going to get this level of magic back in the business? I mean, this is a level of bad that, like, it feels like you have to try to be bad, right? Like, how do you pull this off? See, this is the problem wrestling these days. Yes, I agree. People Agreed. try to be good too much. Agreed. Stop trying to be good, man. Agreed. You know, that's silly. It's like and, and you know what? You know what? I will say this and this will get me tons of heat. I'd rather you pretend to try to be good, but actually be bad kind of on purpose. I think that's like so bad you're good than it is to try to be good and be bad at it. You want self-aware bad professional wrestling. Correct. Agreed. I think Jeff Jarrett may give us this at some point this year. I think Please. he's gonna come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. exciting. Very exciting stuff. Um, okay. The Lex Luger part is, I think you covered, you know, pretty much. It's a shame, right? In all seriousness. I mean, um, we both love the stuff where Lex is kind of teasing and, and he's kind of taking advantage of Sting's 
good nature and it's a shame but you know what's really interesting to think about is like the ramifications of this moment because you know mm. eventually Lex, hot. yeah he Pretty was quickly. on top baby face yeah like yeah. it's it's amazing to think about where we end up like if he if he's a full heel by may and then the nwo happens like what does that mean for lex could you imagine yeah. like it's weird it's weird him or then? right because yeah. in the summer of 96 him sting and savage are kind of like the all-star baby faces right. right they're the right so if he turns it's just weird to think about i mean I assume he would have been a babyface by kind of default at some point, but it's interesting. Um, nonetheless, you mentioned Pillman, who who was not in this match, was supposed to be, wasn't in it. Um, his ongoing antics was your pick for best angle here on the WCW side of things. Where are we at with Pillman? Obviously, he's not he's not at the pay per view, which is you know <laughs> telling as to where we're at. But lay out best you can what he's up to here in March. So a couple of times we see him. One time he's out in the crowd holding up a Pillman needs justice sign, whatever the hell it is, or Pillman, whatever. And like Bischoff goes, it's Brian Pillman in the crowd. And Bischoff, Bischoff comes up and like comes to security, get him out of there. And then there's another time where they did the big brawl where the, I think where the, it was right before Uncensored, where, mm-hmm. where uh, the Gangsta and Ultimate Solution show up. And Pillman is like, just shows up and starts like unprofessionally, like he and like Sa- like Savage, you can tell gets furious, and like he and yeah. Savage start shooting on each other, and like Hogan or like Pillman nose sells a couple shots from Hogan, but like you can tell Hogan's like trying to like not be around Pillman because mm-hmm. he, you know, Hogan don't want to deal with that brother, you know, he sure doesn't, and you can tell Pillman was kind of like going after Hogan, but. I even think Philman was kind of like, mm, maybe I shouldn't. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish he had. Um, yeah. But he, boy, he and he and Savage went right at it, and Randy wasn't having any of it. They were that. I he, mean, that looked like an actual like. You, you're not overshadowing part. Savage, brother. Not on his watch. He's gonna he gonna fight you for every inch of that. You know, like it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's interesting that Pillman stuff is like the only stuff that feels like has life on the TV when right. you know that he's, you know, he's gone. Like, it's, right. it's weird, man. Um, one guy that you can always count on in that regard, at least, Ric Flair. He closes out the month with the best promo for WCW on a Nitro. Where are you at on, like, it sure feels like even including him in this stuff is bad for the Horseman's whole vibe, brand, identity. Is this kind of like a point in the timeline of the Four Horsemen? I mean, this incarnation isn't really fondly remembered. This man, them being even in this, just feels like this ain't the Horsemen, you know? Yeah, it's it's the Horsemen. It was always fun to see them come out in ninety six, ninety seven, in the Pika Nitro, and I and I still think I'm gonna enjoy that stuff. The Jared stuff is not very good, and right. you know, um, but. This was just, it's just, this doesn't fit the horseman well at all. The last great horseman angle was the Bischoff stuff, which I legitimately love. Mm-hmm. Well, Orange Retirement and stuff was great, but then they just, yeah. you know, they. That's, that, that one's immediately know, erased because of Salem, as, as Flair says. Indeed. Um, so, you know, that was, that was a thing. But without them doing that, the 98 stuff wouldn't have been so cool, I think. Yeah, um, that's fair. Um, what's the details on the promo that he closes them up? Oh, for? yeah. So he comes out and just kind of cuts a promo on Luger and talks about how he just tells about all the women that I have and 
cuts a promo on Savage about having Liz and woman and incredible because you know, they're because they really start to get into the personal side of the savage flair feud coming up yeah. involving money if, if you're a member and so on so mm-hmm. so that that'll be much to, much of the discussion in april so. yeah it's it's interesting looking at the main event pieces here and, and i say it regularly on this show but it's worth reiterating folks we are like two months away from the big angle getting underway mm-hmm and Oracle can confirm because he's watching it right now. It feels like a mile away, a lifetime away, but it's coming. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's so interesting the way it works. The Giant is back. He's, you know, re-pushed, so to speak. He's been, what we now, five months into his in-ring career. He's already feeling it was like he's been on a roller coaster. Yeah. Uncensored, he has a, a match with Loch Ness that on any other pay-per-view card would have would have stole the show as the worst, but on this one, because the main event didn't, I guess. Um, talk us through the, the Giants' latest, the match with Loch Ness, which... Well, they finally pushed him because they because I think the best point they've planned to give him the belt. Yeah. So, and, like, have him, you know, give him a run with it. So, like, they're kind of pushing him there. It's kind of like he's tired of pay, playing games. And he's yeah. going to go and take care of business type deal. Because he's a, I'm a child. Um, he was super. The dude was taking crazy bumps, doing all kinds of crazy oh, shit. Oh yeah, dude, he yeah. took like a flat back bump off the ring apron. Mm-hmm. This guy's a maniac. Imagine um, if he just had. He like, was a freak athlete, man. When he was young, God, he was so athletic. If he was in better hands as a rookie, I think it, mm-hmm. he'd be a really interesting case study. Because like he obviously eventually he became out, a smart but, worker, very smart. Yeah, worker. very. I mean, if you if you're looking at like. I think he's good basically the whole time after he comes back. Mm-hmm. Like, when does he come out? 08? With the Floyd 08, yep. yeah. Well, yeah. The Floyd feud's amazing. I think he's pretty much, I mean, obviously sometimes his booking ruins him, but like mm-hmm. in ring, I think he's good all that time. Good all the way up through the Braun thing. Yeah, what? and the Braun thing. The hell, the back attire match is good. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's just true. I was going to say yeah. the Braun thing should have been his last note, but you're right. Yeah, man. but you know, I mean, the McIntyre, you know, the bar thing was... Mm, it was fine, but like I not really. That. And then he had the, then he had the uh, Randy Orton angle before he left, which was. And he had in the middle of those, he had the one with Kevin and Joe. Remember when he was like there? That's he came right. in to help them. Yeah, yeah. That feud is so weird to look back on. Oh, the wrong because like, AOP were cut within months of that, right? Yeah. Bud Matt, you know, we understand Joe. That was like his last match on the main roster. Big tall Paul was, you know. Is that the one where Kevin Owens does the running? Yes. That yeah. ruled. There's actually some fun angles, and it's just one of those things that's forgotten because there's nothing came next. You know, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, after all this talk about how great Paul White the Big Show is, this match with the Loch Ness is not so good. <laughs> you know, for, for the funniest part is I think he went to the big boot and leg drop. Yeah. Um, rules. Because Loch Ness can't take a choke slam. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen the the interview with Oakland and Loch Ness at this show? I'm sure I have. I don't oh, remember. It, though. Must I don't see. remember. Oakland's just totally, total, total gene. Like, yeah. No. And like at the end, he's like, well, you know, I have a friend in Florida. I want to give you his number. He happens to be a dentist. <laughs> and the look Loch Ness gives us is one of the funniest like i'll fucking kill you looks i've ever seen i mean bless his heart but haystack shouldn't have been in the ring at this time right like he's like 50 
He's in bad health. It's choice, man. It's all of yeah. it is a choice. It's just crazy matchmaking. But anyway, speaking of crazy matchmaking, the aforementioned booty man goes 16 minutes with Diamond Dallas Page. Listen. Um, which feels like a lifetime. I remember that much from this show. Talk us through Booty Man running wild, brother, in, in this pay-per-view classic with DDP. God <laughs> awful. Look, I've never liked Beefcake, but this is horrendously bad. This is some of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. It's unwatchable. It's it, I, I can't handle it. It's so bad. Like, and he comes out to like this music, and he like, and the whole time is just like, he like sticks his ass out to get spanked by Kimberly mid match. It's just, it's just, it's horrible. It's like, it's awful. It's like, yeah. the worst act I've ever seen. Wow, Are you still you're you're confident on that, aren't you? You're bullish on this worst act it's ever. Really thing. bad. This should be this could be a late night grim bit. The worst acts in wrestling history. I had to think about this. Chat. Prepare the arsenal for that conversation. We might do that tomorrow night. I won't remember it, but if I do, <laughs> remind me. Um, forget about your list now. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, good point. Poor DDP, right? Even he couldn't salvage anything here. We've, we've been very, you know, full of praise for his pay-per-view matches, but you, everyone has their limits, don't they? <laughs> yeah. It was horrendous. Yeah. It's tough. The opener of Uncensored, a US title match, Conan defending against Eddie. Eddie Guerrero. Conan is US champ. This starts like a kind of he's he floats around these mid card titles. He hits like the TV in '98, doesn't he? Went from Jericho on mm-hmm. I, I forget. But uh, where are we at with Conan? I know this is not the Conan that people like vividly remember from WCW, right? This is a little before that. But, he's still um, he's still AAA Conan here. Yeah, exactly. How's how's he doing here? How was the match with Eddie? So and so forth. Go ahead. It's not over. Um, he doesn't connect until he does like. You know what? You know he smartly finds a way to connect. Yeah. Um. You know with his mic skills and stuff, but he he's a creative worker and he and he does his best, but it's just he's not he has no charisma, and like he doesn't ha- he doesn't put to, he doesn't put things together very well in matches, mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like he's very. He's sort of uncoordinated. There's yeah, a weird. Yeah, he moves yeah. in a strange way, doesn't he? Creative right. worker is fair. Like he does some cool stuff, but it's just he never looks right, does it? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, Matchvetti's fine though, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're fine match. Um, okay, this pay per view is. I'm gonna end with the one good match on the show. Yeah. Before we get to that, Memphis woman, Colonel Rock Parker, Medusa. Um, Colonel brother, he's, he's he's doing he's doing some some comedy. We find it funny or not, you know, up to you. But he's doing it. What do you think? Listen, it's a pro wrestling promo. Bear with me, but the promo that Parker cuts in the pre match is incredible. It would be what I would describe as not a woke promo, but <laughs> it is a incredible promo nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but in the end, he does sort of get his comeuppance, and he he yeah. just bumps Oliver for Medusa. He's he's excellent in this, and Medusa's fun. It's actually it's fine. It probably lasts a little bit too long. Definitely a little bit too long. But is it like the commentary eats it up? Like it, you know, Dusty has a field day with it. How hilarious is it? Like Medusa, like 
legitimately three years earlier did this exact angle with Paul Lee. Yeah. And like she goes away, does this Fed run, becomes like the woman's champ, comes back. Here she is again, brother. You've got some sexist heel manager talking shit and she's got to beat him up. Like, by the way, speaking of problematic promos, I co sign none of the content. That segment at Havoc 92 when Paulie does the angle. Oh, that's some good shit, isn't it? When Paulie, oh, when they're on the stage. Angle. Great stuff. People are like, you can feel it, right? People want to, want to kick the shit out of him. Great yeah. stuff. Well, to me, this is a case of like, this is fine variety show stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. it's on a show with very little good wrestling, so it, make, it exacerbates yeah. it, you know? It's tough. Um, there is a hit, though. This was your best match of the month for WCW. It will not surprise anyone when I when I say it. it's something that I think you should seek out, folks, if you haven't, because it's stylistically just so like brutal and like it's so out of place in this setting. Regal and Finley, um, this is violent, man. This is violent. It's a very, very famous match. I think it's better to say in this kind of genre of nerdy wrestling talk. Uh, what did you think of it? Obviously, you liked it, but you know, explain. Oh yeah, this this fucking rolled, man. They just like beat the tar out of each other, and like it gets more violent as the match goes along. Yeah, and the commentary are losing their minds. They're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and like, Shivani's having a blast. A blast. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, they're like all getting into it, and and um, I mean, they're just like everything. All the strikes are just like, oh, they're so brutal. They're like. Finley is like not holding that. He's like, I mean, Regal is too, but like Finley especially is like, they were supposed to go to a 30 minute draw. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know this. Yes. But they're out there balled on the floor. <laughs> Fucking Finley pops Regal so hard in the nose, he breaks his nose. Yes. I mean, you see the punch too and you hear it. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. You hear it. Yeah, that's the key. You yeah. hear it. <laughs> and. They do a decent way to try to cover it up. The blue bloods come out, attack Finley, and it's but it's just like, oh my god! And of course, they have a famous Saturday night match, and they also have the parking lot brawl that I'm I'm just about to watch in the next few days. So, um, but yes, it's, uh, it's the way I always took this match was that Finley decided he was going to try to pull out kind of he was gonna he was gonna inspire Regal's roots to come forward. And mm-hmm. Regal at this point has been working WCW for what we're looking at three years. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. and he's adjusted and like he still hits hard, but it's different. And Finley's like, we're gonna <laughs> this is gonna be the stuff you know way back when and they they beat the hell out of each other. It's it's sight yeah, man. It's, it needs to awesome. be so- it's violent. And like the crowd like is not bored but they also don't know how to like take it because they don't really yeah. like and it has no like rhythm, it's just like blunt violence almost. Right, so they're just hitting right. each other. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it, this would be one of the more interesting matches to like, if you could time machine this into a, to a crowd today, it would be such a different vibe, wouldn't it? Right. Blunt violence is a perfect word to use because it's just like. It's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. If, I, if you know Regal. Oh, it's awesome. If you know Regal as like the kind of comedy character, he's great at that. I think he's mm-hmm. proud of that legacy. You're, it's worth seeking this out, though. This is. Yes. Well, I think... Regal's one of these guys who you could believe he's like a total bumbling fool, and the next second you believe he kills somebody. That's his greatest strength. 
Mm-hmm. And that's one of those intangibles that doesn't speak on that was, scam. That was, that was what was great about Foley, too, you know? Yep. Foley's mm-hmm. this bumbling idiot, loser-looking guy, and the next second, you know. Yeah. it's. I, I remember um, when Shivani's podcast did their review of this show, I remember vividly Tony saying it's like his favorite WCW match. He's like, it was like top. He said, definitely said like top five because he loved it. on commentary and marking out for it. Too. Yeah. He, and he loves it. Oh my right? goodness. You know? Look at that. <laughs> I think it just popped him to see Regal in this environment. Like, mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Um, Meek says it's on YouTube. So there you go, folks. Okay. In other news, uh, the Steiners are back. They are back in presence. The Steiners are not the same. When would you say the Steiners hit the wall? Like 94? When would you because they're just not the same, yeah. 94, yeah. Um, but they're back, and it's always awesome to see them. Uh, where are the Steiners out here? Come back in the territory, uh, yeah. So they do this angle where, like, it's supposed to be like the World Warriors and the Nasty Boys, and somebody attacks the Nasties backstage, and then, like, there's a big curtain, and then, like, the Steiners drive through with motorcycles. Oh, it's the Steiner Brothers, <laughs> and then you know, it's like. Who attacked the Nasty Boys ends up being Public Enemy, which we'll get to that uh, mm-hmm. in, in April. But, um, you know, because the Nasties and Public Enemy were in a feud at the time. But, uh, you know, standards are coming back, and, they, and they're actually kind of just basically in a feud with the Road Warriors. Yeah. Kind of like in a TV feud with them. Um, that was a bad choice. Yeah, it was. Both those teams, especially in 1996, needed some bumping heels. They did not need to be, yeah. you know. Because they're just going to no sell and just like exactly not be cooperative. The match went like fifteen minutes. Did you ever see the, the, the this match? The match goes like ten fifteen minutes. It never ends. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, yeah, and then like the Steiners lose in the return, and so I'm like, it's just like this. Yeah, we we say it often. I love the Steiners, um, and and I do like Scott Steiner in '99, 2001 a good bit. Yeah, but it's like it was a short peak, you know. Yes, like. Yes. That's that sweet spot for the Steiners of being freak athletes, but like being excited to have good matches is a very short amount of time. Yes, yes. <laughs> and they've the, at this point the the athleticism part of it has declined. Oh, the Steiners versus the Hearts was an awesome match. I love that match. Yes, that's that like the be, last, like where I mean that's one of their best matches. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah, it has to be. What is the Steiners' best match? Like that sequence that Owen and Scott had, and like the opening. Oh. That ruled. I'm there. What do you think? What's the Steiners' best match? Steiners' best match. So I'm, I'm thinking like, I, I love the one with with Eaton and Arn. Obviously, yeah. Luger and Steve. that Nasty's tag at Havoc '90 is awesome. And that may be the best Steiners' performance. Mm-hmm. Because the Frankensteiner on uh, Jerry Sags at the end, yeah. just incredible. Yeah, that's interesting. Steiners mm-hmm. are. Uh, I think they're a team we all love, but I, I don't know. They may be an act that's better to analyze less, you know? Yes. <laughs> they're better in kind of broad strokes, but, but nonetheless, um, they're back. Okay. That was March for WCW. Is it fair to say that even though you said there was a couple of nitros you enjoyed, in the overall big picture sense, is this about as bad as it can get for a promotion with this much talent? <laughs> It's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's pretty rough. <laughs> April's in some ways worse, in some ways better. Mm. Yeah. It's just, it's a rough time, man. Which is weird. I have to ask. They just flipped the switch. It's nuts. And it, all of a sudden, everything seems to click. It's insane. Yeah. Um, I have to ask 
It wasn't in the notes, but I've been missing. I didn't. The Chicago Street fight that goes about eighteen hours with Steven I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I hate that match. You know, people used to talk about that match being good. I when I was doing like when I was looking at the notes, I tried to do a little so I know kind of rough. I think Dave give it three and a half stars. No, the highlight is Lex Luger in the back going, "You messed up my sheen." I think. Let me check this because now I'm intrigued. Hang on a second, because this is like. Uh, it's actually those? 29 minutes long, which is hilarious. Oh, it's, it's for, I can't I can't handle it. And it has this, the famed split screen. I was suffering the whole time. <laughs> okay. It's the worst match on the show. Well, hold on. about this? Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it's... No, it's, no, 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 no. It is the worst match on the show. All right. Would you like... I'm going to give you now Dave well, Let Milton's. me explain why. Let Go ahead. Okay. Why. okay. The main event... Is hilariously bad. Fair. And surely, yes, it goes too long. But this is so unbelievably long and unorganized and bad that I I, I, I didn't want to watch it. I, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. Okay. I'm not going to... It's so dreadfully boring. The, see, the problem is if I'd rather be... I'd rather watch something that's like just objectively bad than boring. That's that's fair. That's fair. I'm not, this now. I can't be bored. We don't want to do this often. Me. We don't want to do this often, but this is fun, right? Because this is such an infamous pay per view. I am now going to tell you Dave's star ratings for this pay per view. Okay, and you could just say high and low. You can elaborate if you want. You can. Okay, here we go. Conan and Eddie for the US title. He give three and a quarter. Too high or too low, Oracle? I give it three. Okay. Finley and Regal. He give three and a quarter. <laughs> I give it four, four and a quarter. Idiot. <laughs> Colonel Robert Parker and Medusa, one star. It was two stars. It was inoffensive. The Boogeyman. But... Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. How long was it? It was it was almost four minutes. Huge pop. The Booty Man and DDP, dud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go sign. Okay. The Giant and Loch Ness, he gave minus one star. Mm, that wasn't any worse than Booty Man DDP. Yeah, sure. It was just like it was just a dud. Booker T and Sting versus Animal and Hulk, three and a half star. <laughs> I don't believe in giving negative stars, so dud. The main event, the famed Doomsday Cage, he give minus three stars. Dud. What an incredible score that is! Minus honestly, three stars. Honestly, no joke. I might I actually might get the man at one star. Um <laughs> but seriously. Fair. Like that's art. Yeah. Just out of respect, you kind of feel the need I can't to... I can't give more than that, but like yeah. one yeah, yeah, I, I I might throw a little, you know, snowflake at it. That is awesome. Okay, folks, there you go. That was <laughs> that was a worthwhile activity, I think, for that show. All right. Over at in WWF, we often close out the World Wrestling Federation. It's a huge month for them. WrestleMania, as we talked about. Um, WrestleMania 12, famous for a match that has caused debate and discussion on the internet for as long as it's been allowed. Um, let's start with before the match. Let's talk about the build, which I don't think is as divisive. And in fact, is like a kind of a thing everyone points to. is like, that was awesome. Um, people try to recreate. I even remember... 
when Sasha and Bailey did their Iron Woman match, they did some of this stuff. Do you remember that? They did like a little nod to this. Um, the hype videos for this match, the kind of sports presentation, that was best promo was the hype videos. Lay out the build to this uh, Brett Sean match, the Iron Man. We'll talk about the matches a separate thing, but firstly the build, because I think they, it's basically a home run in my view. What do you think? The build's, the build's amazing. Brett does a great job kind of being like playing the heel here in some ways. Yeah. Talking about, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm quoting, you know, he goes, well, you know, the Mexican style of wrestling, you know, is, uh, you know, great high flying and stuff like that. But you know, I, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't do the D.H. Smith version of Brett, which is outstanding, but. He's very good at that, yeah. Uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, Brett, Brett, you know, of course, buries that. There's these great video packages with Sean and uh, his trainer, Jose Lothario, and, and mm-hmm. down in San Antonio. And Brett's up there in Calgary and, you know. JR's doing the voiceovers and they're just Brett's running up and like Brett always talks about how he thought his training didn't look as good. And like in his DVD, he's like, you know, I'm up there running around in ice and snow and Sean's down there running up bleachers and you know, the heat. Um, but, um, it's great. Great build. There's like the, the match where Michael's and Al snow. Have mm-hmm. a match on Raw. It's pretty good. And Snow drops Sean on his head, and Sean gets mad at one point, and it pops me. As Joe freezes here, but he's back. Um, I don't know why I have to point that out. I just do it every time. <laughs> um, but, um, but uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Al Snow drops. Uh, you know, he's 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 Leaf Cassie at the time. He drops Sean on his head at one point. Sean gets mad. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, uh, but you know the match is good. Brett and Sean have a good confrontation there. Jose Lothario has to like try to keep him apart, and the build's just outstanding. And then the go home at the very end of like the go home raw. I got I used to get all the WWF like like music albums when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites of all time. You started firing me, started firing me. <laughs> Start a fire. The Bret Hart video. Awesome video. Cheesy country music, but it fucking rules. It's like Bret outside of the ring with his fans and like Germany you know, all over. And it's awesome. Have you ever seen this video? Oh, yeah. It oh, it's an all time great. It's, it's so good. Yeah. It's perfect like, for him, too. <laughs> and like, I like. The song's cheesy, but I actually think the song rules yeah. and it fits. Absolutely so, fits. Yeah. Yeah, it's tremendous. It rules. Um, you know, um, we kind of talked about when we were doing the uh, the Rumble match or the, or the the Survivor Series match, sorry, with, with Diesel, right? And we talked about that, the way that it was presented so straightforward and serious. Like, this stuff's fun, man. This, these are the kind of builds that I, I love this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, more of today's wrestling needs to steal this stuff, honestly. It's great shit. We talked about it a little bit last night. But anyway, now let's get to the match. I changed my mind on the match. I've Every time I watch it, I come out on the opposite end of the scale. Not that I think it's the greatest match ever or anything, but I go, in terms of like underrated, overrated, I change a lot because mm-hmm. I think sometimes people overstate its flaws and vice versa. On this watch, you did give it the best match of the month, which, you know, that can mean a lot of things in WWF 96, but you'd give it that. Where are you at on it at this point? The the, the famed Iron Man match. Um, this it's a, it's a good match and a very good one. Yeah, 
I appreciated the little things. Like if you watch it in chronological order, there are things about the build that they add in. Like Sean hits his high flying spots. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes Brett and kind of proves that his high flying is like better yeah. than what Brett said it is. And there's a lot of technical work and limb work. And I, I, I like the ending, you know, before the over, you know, before they go to overtime with the sharpshooter, it's great drama. Um, of course the entrances are outstanding. Sean coming down from the, thing and, and brett with the famous wink at his son i think it was or whoever um just you know great moment um gorilla monsoon comes back officially that match mm-hmm. you know like the whole it's just great pre-match post-match is all, all time great too brett being mad walking out yeah to the to, to sean celebrate that was great the production was so good back then for them god it was so good just like mm-hmm. outstanding um and you know kevin dunn i don't know what happened um it's such a distinct flavor too you know yeah um but uh well problem is they you know they 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 drifting further and further away from being a wrestling company and they're trying to be like an action and it's just it's yeah it's a total failure yeah. and they should and people who shoot wrestling should actually watch WWE production and realize what you're not supposed to do I wish that AEW like tried to be more separate with their production. You they're know? not. They're not, and it frustrates me. Yeah, they're just kind of, they're like a just better version. <laughs> and it's like right. these ain't different, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Demon Grin, we did the we did the start. We did the New Japan stuff. It may not be in the playlist because when I checked that, it was incomplete. I'll add it, but it's yeah. it's definitely a thing we did. We've done it in order, right? So it's there. Yeah. Um, definitely, we definitely covered Starker ninety five. We haven't done the. Um, we can we could always. Uh, we'll see. You know, come June, maybe maybe yes. we'll watch a ninety one show or something. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So we'll, we'll kind of be if we remember that's the thing that we should do. We'll do. Oh, <laughs> we'll, yeah, do yeah. we'll do it. Um, I have to ask because this is something that always is is kind of obvious to me when you watch this match. The first act with like the mat wrestling. Dude, Sean's like not good at that stuff. And like I you know, I think people overdo the Sean criticism nowadays. But there that is a real thing. Like he's he's kind of limitations as a grappler and, and I think it's obvious when he's opposite Brett, right? Is that that feels like floor of this match, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, that's that's a strength that Brett has that Sean just doesn't. Um Sean is better at like the arm drags and the yeah. up kicks and the, and stuff like that. Um, but the mat stuff is just, it's, it's not a strength for sure. Mm. It's too loose, right? It's, right, it's right. kind of, I like the idea of him like kind of trying to out wrestle Brett, but he's just yeah. not, he's not convincing enough. Right. Like, it, no. you know, from a, from a level of storytelling, I actually liked it, but from execution, it could have been better. It's not really something I thought about till you brought it up, but I think it's a good point. It's a really interesting match in kind of the history of the the art form, the medium, whatever you want to say, because Brett is so proud of this match because he, he tells the story, and I'm sure you've seen him say it, where he broke it up, they broke it into acts, and there was this certain spot where I think he goes to the middle for his, for his elbow drop deal, and they were at the exact time he wanted them to be at. He looked at the clock and he was like, they, they nailed it, it was perfect. And he was like, I knew, you know, this was perfect. This was the best match I'd ever had. 
obviously you and I don't see it as the best Bret Hart match ever, but it's a good match. Right. But isn't it interesting, you know, nowadays if a guy does a 60-minute draw, they would have that mindset. It sure feels like Brett was singular in thinking about wrestling that way you're in 1996, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it seems like it. It's just interesting. It's, it's kind of a moment in time, I feel. Um, and it's hilarious to think about it on the other channel. There's all of this, you know, Alliance Den, Hulkamania shit going on. But anyway, hmm. give me a, you know that we've, we've kind of opened this can of worms. We'll, we'll leave it here, but star rating, read on this 60-minute draw. Uh, you know, Iron Man, where, where are you at? Like three and a half. Yeah, it's it's good, but the runtime makes good more challenging. You know, sure. it's, it's hard, yeah. right? If you go sixty, you kind of want it to be great, but I do think people overstate it's like it being like bad. It's like, well, no, it's just not quite what you want it to be. It's fine, right? Okay, this next one, as you said the other night, we're going to kind of step around a little bit. We want to talk about the build, which you know. Um, it's the set one best angle. The match we're going to kind of leave because of the green grab the next week. Um, Goldust and Roddy Piper, the, the fame backlock brawl. Talk about the kind of, again, that, that angle, the build, and broadly about the match. We'll get into it in more detail next um, week. Green grab, but go ahead. So it starts with Goldust goes in and makes a phone call because I think Razor, they someone said they think he failed a drug test for yeah. Then he came back and he puts over a Vader before he leaves. But, um, and before the infamous MSG incident, um, but uh, so they you know they kind of pivot over to Gold or to, or to Piper, Goldust Piper, and Goldust comes in and makes a you know one of the famous raw phone calls that they do on the tape shows, and cuts this you know cuts you know, reads a poem that is sexually explicit uh, and insane for 1996 yeah. television in general, um, and. Uh, then he proceeds to do more of that stuff, and they have this great angle. My angle of the month, I think, where Piper confronts yep. him, and you know they get in this Goldust is you know getting in his head and teasing him and all those stuff, and Piper slaps him, and they get in this big to do shoving match, and you know they end up you know setting up the backlot brawl. But it's it's a great great segment. Crowd eats it all up. Both guys are great in it. It's that thing we talked about on the grin, you know, I think it was months ago now, the ability to shoot an angle, right? The ability to get an angle over, to shoot an angle, to do a segment, a confrontation, is something that doesn't, again, you know, Piper at this point is what he is, but he's still got that here, hasn't he? Like it's... Yes. Yeah, he, he can still do that. It's just it's an interesting skill that I think we, we gloss over so often, but when you yeah, see he's... it, you feel it. Right, right, exactly. He's he's great at it. He's great at it. Mm -hmm. It's his last WWF match until what, like sometime in 03? What does he do in 03? I forget. What does he do in 03? Back in Mania 19 with a lead pipe. Right, but what what, what what matches does he do? Because I know the, he's in that match, but I don't I He forget. works like... He definitely does something. I just can't remember it. Well, for a while there, he's having like a Piper's Pit uh, highlight reel feud, but he didn't ever. He never worked Jericho in a match. He's on SmackDown. Jericho's on Raw. He was like Sh Sean O'Hare was his guy, and like oh yeah, yeah. He wrestles Mister America, I think Hogan, of course. Yes, and a mask. I think they wrestle like Judgment Day 03. They did. They work a pay per view. You're right. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I think it's the pay-per-view where Austin and Bischoff are doing all their shenanigans throughout the show. No, that's that's the first brand exclusive pay-per-view. That's Raw only. Okay. Because I remember I got that, that live when I was a kid. That was that was Bad Blood 03. That has Triple H and Nash, which is a really good match, sell match. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, that's uh, correct. Foley was ref. Kind of sets up the... Now I'm trying to think before I've because I've definitely seen the I, I remember watching it, the uh Piper Mr. America thing. So now I'm thinking of what's just the three that matches, I believe. And then where else is on that show, like, do we know? Huh? Where else is on Judgment Day 03? Because I'm trying to remember what I Rock definitely saw it. Show in, a, in a stretcher. Yes. Okay. And then That's the, Brock has to get the forklift to get mm-hmm. the stretcher. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely seen that because I'm gonna talk to Bobby um, about it. Yeah, that also has like Tajiri and Eddie versus Team Angle in a ladder match for trolls. Speaking of of um, wacky tag teams, what about when Piper gets like that weird tag title run in like 05 with Flair? 06, maybe even. That's remember right. that? Yes. I remember Spirit that live too. I remember that watching that when it happened. They were feuding with the Spirit Squad and Ron yeah. Simmons. That's when the damn stuff started. Yeah. And they like, they did like a UK tour. And they just like wrote him out of it. Remember, he just got, Piper mm-hmm. just got like attacked and never. Well, I think they just... had like a. Well, they had like a. Didn't they have like a like a match against the Radar RKO where they lost the tag? They had a match where they faced Radar yeah. RKO where the tag belts were. So RKO was in a feud with. Absolutely, that's what it was. DX yeah. and Flair got all bloodied up and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, and it was actually a pretty good angle, but the match where they lose the belts, I think Piper gets like jumped in the entrance and just isn't there. Like he just right, gets taken out. Right. Um. Yeah. Player gets all bloody and has to work a handicap. Yeah, of course he does. Anyway, I don't care what everybody says. Oh, five or six, uh, yeah. American, uh, American Arnita Flair rules. There's a there's a uh, a match with, with Triple H. You know, in Triple H, like, after he loses to Batista and he like turns on Flair and they bleed buckets mm-hmm. and it rolls. Oh, yeah, they're oh, their cage and their last man standing rule. Yeah, last man standing is when Triple H gets a ball peen hammer and like, it's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that rules. Okay, um, the warrior is back. The other warrior is back. He famous. Speaking of Triple H, he famously just fucking obliterates him here at WrestleMania twelve. Oh yes. Um, talk us through it, man. Warrior's back, and this is quite the moment in wrestling history, isn't it? It's yeah, a- the moment. The moment that allows yeah. Ultimate Warrior to come back eighteen years later. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was whatever. They did like a whole thing where like he's coming back and his video packages over and over again and they had the squash and the only thing that's really memorable is Triple H comes out with Sable because Sable debuts here. Mm-hmm. And she's his valet for the night and he like disses her and Mark Marrow debuts backstage with a promo and Yes, we'll, we'll get you know, Sable and Mark are together, but you know. That's that's uh, the reason I jumped to that is because it's the only really memorable thing. I mean, too, but no, I, I Warrior you. has the has the gold dust and Lawler feeds, which are yeah. Um, I've said this to you. I think I said it on the last show we did, but like, look, Warrior was a piece of shit. But if you're looking for a pop, him telling the story of this match is fucking hilarious because he claims that like Triple H spent the whole night trying to like, figure out this match. So much so that he got Pat Patterson and like came with him, like he was like the school teacher and was like, tell you know, tell Warrior because like he was kind of guy getting a push. And Warrior, <laughs> Warrior claims that he just said to him, 
I'm going to take your finish, no sell it, hit my finish and pin you. <laughs> and just told him matter-of-factly, like, you're, you're, you're just a guy I'm beating, bro. There's no, there will be no match tonight. I'm just beating you. If that's true, that was the, the comic book, or you know, villain origin story for Triple H. He said, well, you know, there's a lesson to be learned there. So, yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, as you, as you kind of referenced, this run is not going to be so fun. Uh, but worse is ahead in the On Warrior story. So we'll, we'll get yeah. to that in about eight years, right? The, the last piece of it. But anyway, right. you mentioned Mero and Sable. Anything else on them coming into the promotion here or any, anything else to add on that front? Mm. I mean, what, what in terms of Mero, Sable? Yeah, yeah. Anything uh, I, mean, I can tell you that I'm already liking Mark Mero from what I'm seeing. Yeah. Like... I mean, Works hard, we man. like him trying to be bad, but I think yeah. he's he's already got good matches on Raw that I've seen. Yeah, he, yeah, I'll just say this: he had a good match with Kane, man. Good match with Isaac Yankum. Good, you know, good TV match. It's a challenge, brother. He yeah. slept on, man. He slept. I mean, the King of the Ring match of Austin is like, yeah, it is. They, I mean, and it's interesting because those guys obviously have both just like it's weird kind of moment in time, right? Because mm-hmm. they've worked, but it's just, yeah, they, they rock it. It's, it's weird how, you know, perception is reality with these guys. We talked about Taz earlier. Mero has become a guy that people just like say sucked. And it's like, not true. It's weird, man. I, I yeah. think WWF guys just didn't, just didn't like him. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Adam Cole in the chat being a piece of shit. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Diesel Undertaker is, is famous on this show. Um, is this Kevin's last Mania match? Yeah, because he was just a he was a he was the second for Scott Hall and the, yeah. yeah. Wow, that's yeah. wild because he comes back multiple times. But this is his last Mania match. Um, it is. I I like this. I really do. Oracle, what do you think of the bill? What do you think of the match, Taker and, and Diesel? Um, what did you I, think? Before I do this, fill some air time because I found a bug. So okay. Let me, let, okay. Me, let me get rid of the bug here. Okay. Fill some, fill some air time. Okay. I'll be back as I can. Well, folks, you never quite know what's going to happen on the historical oracle. Fault makes it such an exciting live experience. A, a bug is currently being dealt with. I see my pal Russell Purist in the chat. He says uh, when he rewatched in the late 90s, Mark Rowe was one of the guys he's reminded of how solid he was. By the way, if you would like some wrestling content once this is done and we're wrapping up here soon, we're just finishing with WWF, um, you can watch WrestlePurious, the very first WrestlePurious podcast. I was on that with our pal Scott Underwood and, and the man himself, Montel Vontavius Porter. Um, Adam Colby Bay in the chat says that Mero rules. Meech says Mero was great. Even though I think they wanted people to hate Johnny Bad. Well, you might be able to get him on the grin at this rate. This is real the a real loving we've got here. Um you know, here we are goes back. I have returned. Yes. Uh, the bug has been the bug um, has not returned. <laughs> has been has been compromised to a permanent end. Um <laughs> okay. uh, terrible you, reference there. Terrible. What did you work. think of, of Diesel and and the Undertaker, bro? <laughs> Uh, uh, match was match was good. Match was good. Um, this was I really liked. Like 
they just they worked it. I just like the way they paced it. Um, the um, Nash was so good at like he was just really embracing like the cocky jerk heel. Yeah, and like he 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 like hit you know his jack knives and normally you'd be like why is he going for the cover but like he's just being a jerk and like I like him like mm-hmm. kicking a taker and slapping him in the face and like. Taker sits back up and gets him in the choke. You know, it's just it's it's a really 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 fun match. Um, very strong stuff. One of one of Taker's better matches of his career up to this point. Yeah. And you know, other than the Brett matches, probably Diesel's you know best singles he, match. You know, you know, the tag, he, you know, a couple of tags with Sean are real good, but yeah, especially the one with um with uh, Razor and Kid. Yeah. yeah, that match is really good. Yeah, Razor and one two three. Yeah, match that's Yeah. Um, it's another case though. Of like, I'll, I'll die on the hill, man. I, Diesel was he has some razor really matches that are good too. Sorry, I was he's, just thinking he has some razor matches. No, he's I I I kind of said the last episode we did. I allude, I said this like at this point in time, he has the better match catalog mm-hmm. <laughs> of him and Taker. Like yeah. Diesel was when he was Diesel. I think he was pretty good. I really right. do. You know, right. obviously things. He's he's there were times when he worked super hard in WCW. Yeah, and you times. could tell, and he'd have like a fun match. <laughs> yeah, there were times. You know, um, depending on who he, it's depending on if it was somebody he respected or wanted to help or whatever. Yeah. You know, depending on what his mood was, or he was you know, definitely he was, you know, not sober. But uh, he was not was, incompetent. Is the point right? right? He was right. certainly not incompetent. He was a guy whose motivation went up there. He was not incompetent. Um, okay, you know. By the way, I've, I've mentioned this video before, but for those of you who haven't seen it, there's a great DVD or whatever the hell, kayfabe commentaries where he, where Kevin Nash books the WWF if him and Razor don't leave. And in about five minutes, he explains that maybe he should have beat The Undertaker, and it is fucking awesome. He's like, but then again, that kills the streak. Anyway, <laughs> just move on. <laughs> that rules. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So anyway, um, Mania opens with the Camp Cornet trios. There's Vader's is on Camp Cornet's team. Of course, which is where he's going to stay for the next little bit. Yoko is a baby face on the opposing team. A, a kind of a unique WrestleMania matchup, it feels. Like, when you look at the lineup, it's an interesting one. What did you think of the, the opening match with the Camp Cornet guys, uh, yeah, Yoko? The, the okay. lineup is neat. I think the match is disappointing. Yeah. Like, you want it to be better than that. Like, Owen should have been in the match a little bit more than he was. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Owen, yeah, like Owen was solid, but, like, I don't know. It's just... It was just disappointing, but I mean, in terms of like the matchup itself, it looks good on paper. It's yeah, and it, it feels uh, kind of weird in this time play in this setting, right? Yes, it's, uh, yes, it does. Which I think shows in the quality of it, as you kind of referenced. Um, how's Yoko coming along here as a baby face? He's not got long left as a kind of full time. You know, what's happening? He's still a good worker. I, I think clearly he just. His health is his his yeah. physical limitations are really really becoming a problem at this point. Such a shame. Yep. Such a shame. He's so naturally gifted and smooth in there, you know. It's a shame. Uh, um, Vader. Any update on on how Vader? Obviously, we know how this run is going to go. We know where we're going to end up in a few months. Um, how's he looking so far? This is obviously his first WrestleMania. Where are we at with Vader? Um, he's already kind of feels like a backdrop yeah um they kind of get back on track in the spring in summer some 
Mm-hmm. Sean match happens. I actually yeah. like Vader 97. I think he has several good matches, like really good matches. Mm-hmm. Like he's incredible in the final four match. Yes, he's he is. bleeding, his eyes bleeding, and he's brawling with Taker, and like he's just mad and like fucking rules. Yeah. He, he almost he's basically like New Japan esque Vader in that match. Which yeah, is like the just... only time you ever see like New Japan Vader yeah. in, in WWF. Other than maybe and then like he has a shamrock match where you kind of see like UWFI Vader in a fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but he and he has stuff like with Owen, you know, where you where you kind of get like the WCW Vader and and stuff, but he never and even even the Sean match is really good where you kind of get the WCW Vader until Sean decides to pitch a fit. It's such I a shame because it is good. I think they kept that in on the network. Yes, I believe so. Just as just as like a thing, like yeah, because for a while there they used to edit it, I think, but now I don't think they do, because you know it's part of the it's part of the Shawn it's Michaels this, story now. The law, yeah, the Shawn Michaels law, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's flashes, man. It's just it's the book and it's the presentation. It just doesn't feel quite right, you know. Right. It's a shame. How was WrestleMania overall, Oracle? It was a fun show. Um, you know, I I I enjoyed it. Um, they got a really strong build. I think it maybe just lived up to the build, at least in terms of overall presentation. It probably did mm-hmm. execution, maybe not entirely, but you know, yeah. I, I think it was, it was, it was a strong show overall. It was. Was it helped at all by the fact that you watched it alongside Uncensored? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it helped when you watch things chronologically too, just in general. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, it does. Um, I've saved the. What at the time is not a big story, but ends up being the biggest story for last in WWF world here. Steve Austin, now Stone Cold, is, is part of his, his moniker. Of course, this is one of those great deals, and this is the beauty of doing stuff like this, where we know what that will eventually mean. Um, how kind of throwaway is it here at Day One Oracle? Where, where are we at with this with this process? The Savio matches are fun. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But he's just, you know, those matches are good because they beat the tart of each other and they pace them well, and it's just... You can tell Austin takes pride in how he puts his matches together and stuff, and mm-hmm. it's just it's just fun to watch. Savio's a really good babyface, but you know it just kind of he just shows up on Raw, and Vince is like, "He's stone cold. He's got a stone cold heart." Yep. Yeah. And then you know they start calling him Stone Cold Steve Austin and drop the Ringmaster, and Teddy Biasi's still just sort of there, and you know, eventually Couple more months. Yeah, mm-hmm. but at least the well, Savio feud's good, so. I guess it's like I'm not trying. I'm trying to think. So, it, obviously, King of the Rings is a big moment, but like the real big thing is when Brett decides to to work with him. That's the mm-hmm. that's the real game changer, right? Because then he mm-hmm. really well in October they do that, and then like he does the he does the Pilmanized angle. There's the great angle, and he's on like superstars, whatever it was, where he's in like the production area, and he's like yelling at people and cussing yeah. at them. And that's like the first angle. Really, even the even the Pilmanized angle is is not even. I mean, it is, but it's really the angle where he's like, mm-hmm. in the, you know, what I'm talking about the production yeah. where he's yeah. like in the and he's like that's the first Stone Cold. Stone Cold, see. yeah, exactly. We and that's like we, a few weeks before Survivor Series '96, I think. We were just we very quickly touched on the the King of the Ring match they have. We'll we'll, we'll get into yeah, some the mirror off the matches are great. I've seen them before. Um, um, I also want to. You know, we talk about Mero being under it. We've talked about this before. Savio I think Savio Vega was just really good. Great, I mean, dude, 
if you uh, watch this Puerto Rico stuff, TNT. Yeah. Rules, man. Mm-hmm. The story blowing Stone Cold, unless I am mistaken, which I might be, <clears throat> was that he was thinking and his wife got him a tea, right? Was the story. Yeah. And she said, drink that before it goes Stone Cold. <laughs> that is really how <laughs> they yeah. wandered into Stone Cold. I'm pretty that's sure that's the story. Still, that's when he was dating the, was it the British woman? Yes, who was with... Because um... that's something that, you know, you Brits would say. Right? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> God, we should know her name. Um, she's around in in world class, right? With with uh, yes, with Gino and oh shit, I don't know. Uh, yes, that's yeah, the Adams. story. There you go. Well, the former Genie Adams. Yeah, at the time. Yes, yeah, that's that's the story. Drink that before you go stone cold. Was the was the, and that's I mean, that's hilarious to think about how much money that moniker has <laughs> has ended up resulting. But none. Joe has frozen, but uh, John Morant just threw the basketball at the camera. Good, um, very good. Not, good play by Not on purpose, but it just very happened good. to fly at the cameraman. Poor guy. Internet's kicking the shit out of me here, pal. Anyway, Mania Month, how was it for WWF Oracle? Good month. Strong build of Mania, strong Mania. Um, I, I, thought, I thought it was a really good month. There you go. Okay. It was a big month. One of the shorter historical Oracle. We covered everything, right? We... We had some fun along the way. Oracle, um, put a bow on on March and give us a little preview of what's going on. I know you've watched a lot of April, so give us a little preview of what's ahead. Uh, WF TV starts to kind of get better. Um, yeah. WCW TV starts to kind of get worse in some ways. <laughs> ECW's kind of stays kind of, you know, kind of stays the same. Couple big angles, very famous angle. ECW that we will uh, come upon um, involving, uh, you know, I'll take them both. I'm hardcore. Oh. Um. <laughs> and uh, so, it's a big month. Every every month is big. In this period and uh this has got uh good friends better enemies sean and diesel um diesel's final outing all wrestling federation yeah um which also has vader and razor razor's final outing um you know on tv uh no pay-per-view in wcw but the 429 nitro which i've not quite gotten to yet i've got good friends better enemies and the three TVs to watch, and then I'll be over in April. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we'll have a parking lot brawl, I believe, with uh, Regal and Finley and Flair and Giant for the title. Yeah. Title switch, I believe. Because um, yeah, I always forget Stampede is no more at this time, is it? See, it's right. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, ECW has a couple shows um, that I've already gotten through, and those are pretty, pretty big shows. So. Lots okay. to talk about in April. Looking forward to it, folks. Next week, next Thursday, it will not be the historical oracle. It will be the Grin Grappler, right? Correct. Us two, I Bobby. Be, and... I will be live. <laughs> Thompson Bowling Arena in Knoxville, Tennessee. <laughs> for Bobby Lashley and Omos in a arm wrestling 
Challenge. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Sonya Deville. Factual. Hope you get really. Yeah. Hope something really like eventful happens. Mm. You know, I'm kind of thinking Becky comes out at the end of that show and attacks Bianca. Yeah, the event it'd be, that will be, it'd be infinitely more awesome though. If like they did like a big angle with Bailey and they like got juice and they kick the shit out of each other and. You, well, you did an emergency man, you, live stream. Now you're trying to get me mad, so I don't do that. You like you like text shoot and say I need to go live now. Set me up for a solo raw review, <laughs> and I wake up the next day like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> next Thursday, the Grim Grappler, Dustin Rhodes, the six matches, folks. I'm going to try to. We have he and Steamboat against Arn and Larry. Him versus Vader from Clash late 94, right? Um, mm-hmm. Act two is the aforementioned Piper backlot brawl, as well as he and Booker versus Christian and Chris Jericho from December 02. December right? 23rd, 2000. December 23rd. That was exactly, you were correct. Your your guess was right when you, when you, uh, that, that popped me at rules. Um, I don't even know why I checked it. Like when I was writing it down, I was like, I don't even need to check this. He's, he's obviously going to be right. Of course you were. And then act three. Is him and Cody versus um, the Shield from Battleground, right? Yep, Battleground. Roman and Seth from October. Roman and Seth, and uh, yeah. and finally, yeah. double or nothing. First AEW pay per view, first AEW show. Cody versus Dustin, which is a, obviously a very very famous match. I think Dustin's gonna be a really fun one. That'll be next Thursday. So historical Oracle will be, you know, be on that kind of bi weekly schedule. We hope you join us for that. But before before that. Tomorrow, late night grin, brother. We're, we're back again. There will be no Bob O'Neill. We should make that clear. We're not a full advertise. Mm-hmm. Bob is booked elsewhere. We wish him the best of luck on Fox. Um, obviously, not SmackDown. Fox News. I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> he'll be. He'll be. He'll be interviewing uh, Hornswoggle. <laughs> you uh, could have gone. You could have gone in way worse directions than that, Cyrus. I appreciate it. Yes, Hornswoggle. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Oracle. Any any final words? Um, no. Uh, I enjoyed the show. Uh, I eliminated a bug in the process. You did eliminated. Yes, is what you did. Um, I apologize <laughs> to the bugs family. Um, you know. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this was this was a great show. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we move along. Once we get through May 96, that's like the next, you know, finishing yeah. 95 was like my first hump. Now I'm like, May 96, man, I've run through some, through some roadblocks and stuff. And, and, you know, I've, I've got a busy schedule, but we're going to get there. Multitasking so. is your friend. Yeah, well, it sure is yours. I can't <laughs> speak for yourself on that one, but yes, indeed. Doing a hell of a job. We're having a lot of fun with this. We hope you are too. If you missed it, last week's uh, Divas Deep Dive show was awesome. Also, with Oracle and Jay Show, um, which is we will we will bring that back sometime in May. Yeah, uh, that will kind of you know, got, it's different. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, you know, kind of busy time. But like I said, that'll be that'll be back. Uh, you know, we've got our yeah. three matches set for that. Um, you know, critics are calling you guys the the best duo on the late night grind. Did you see I'm, that? I'm hearing this. I'm hearing yeah, this. Critics yeah. are calling you. It's interesting, you know. Critics, you know, we know how I feel about critics. <laughs> anyway, folks, this has been a lot of fun. 
We hope to see you tomorrow night for Late Night Grin. Please show some love to the Wrestle Purist YouTube channel where we, we made our debut earlier tonight. And I was on there for it was like a two-hour show. So I'm going to be on there a bunch too. There's a whole lot coming up. Um, many shows. We even just did a boxing pod, Jack Crosby and I. So much to catch up on, much to enjoy. But in the meantime, enjoy this outro, folks. All how.